Welcome to Under the Hood, a podcast by Lo Studio where we can chat about the ins and outs of entrepreneurship with real life innovators. Hi everyone, I'm Virag Sarkisian. You might have heard me on one of the earlier episodes of Under the Hood where Kareen interviewed me. This time, we're turning the tables and I will be interviewing Kareen and getting her to talk about her background and trajectory up until she joined Tomar Capital and co-founded the studio with Sophie. Kareen is a founding member of Tamar Capital, which is a single family office based between the Middle East, the UK and the US. She oversees the family office's impact and venture portfolio. As a designer and design strategist by background, Kareen has extensive experience in social innovation for urban and economic development initiatives within New York City and internationally. Leveraging her expertise, she co-founded the studio as part of Tamar Capital to actively support portfolio companies and investor alike through design, impact, measurement, and strategy development. Since inception, the studio has supported more than 550 aspiring entrepreneurs across four continents. Kareen also co-created and co-facilitated the Open IDEO New York chapter, serving as a Design for America mentor to graduate students within New York University, as well as a Holt Prize Accelerator mentor. She often freelances as a graphic designer and illustrator, and spends most of her time outside or in the ocean. Hey, Kareen, uh, welcome to your podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, you, I know you interviewed me a while back, so uh, you know we're going to turn the tables today, and it's my turn to interview you. So uh, great to be here. I'm so excited to do this, Hirago. Like, uh, I think it's been really fun to relearn about you through the podcast and now to like have you ask me these questions so uh, thanks for doing this I'm excited to chat so tell me something that you're proud of that actually has nothing to do with work honestly just just finding myself in nature always I think has been a constant and I've never take not taken advantage of where I live and the access that I have so I'm very very grateful for that and like the ability to really really understand the like the ambition and drive for life but also that needs to be coupled with finding the balance for enjoyment and to come back to the elements and treat your world like really well I love that make use of everything around you absolutely enjoy everything around you to the to the as uh, you know to the best of your ability So obviously, I know you personally, so it's you know this isn't really a question for me, um, but you know you've had an interesting trajectory, very captivating trajectory, uh, and your life story is a reflection of you. So it would be great for you to share a little bit more with the listeners about your background and really you know what got you to where you are today. Yeah, I mean it's a very loaded question, I guess. So you know, obviously you know me, but I'll I'll share a little bit more just for the listeners. I think I have a very unconventional background for an investor and maybe an entrepreneur, but I think all of those different experiences have really informed my, you know, the way I make decisions in a much more kind of holistic way. So just to jump in directly, I mean, we grew up in the Middle East and in Saudi Arabia and, you know, we because you have a similar trajectory to mine, we uh, went to a French school and, you know, we're exposed to a multitude of cultures, I think, quite early. And I always had an interest in art and design. 
And I was lucky enough to have had the opportunity to really study in that, in that space. So I studied environmental design, which was a combination of sustainability uh, within the built environment. And I was really captivated by cities and the way they worked and, you know, how different cities and different places around the world tell you so much about a culture and about people. And so I really took that and dove a lot deeper. And I worked as an architect after school, and then I worked as an urban planner, and I was really on the ground doing research and diving in and talking with different community members in New York City, trying to help the city build out certain programs and services. And I worked as a researcher and as a strategist, and I loved every part of this. But I had a very you know, lucky turn of events where obviously you, me, and Shahan wanted to work together and wanted to like try to create something that was ours, that we could sort of take the family legacy that our parents had created and be able to control that and diversify both out of the region that we were from and also out of the like specificities of these of the businesses we were exposed to. And so thankfully, you know, the setup of Tamar Capital, like us sort of coming together and thinking what what is something we can do that combines our experiences and that allows each of our experiences to really shine. And I think the family office was a perfect modality for that. So fast forward about uh, six years into my professional career, I did a, you know, a big shift in joining uh, UN Shahan full-time on Tamar Capital and, and diving deeper into the investment world, like a world that I really, I think, didn't know much about. But I knew I was good with people. I knew I was a good researcher. And... I was a designer, I was a problem solver and a thinker in that way. So, you know, in a way, all those different things informed a lot of what I do today. And I think resulted a lot more to uh, the creation of the studio, which I'm happy to tell to obviously talk more about and, you know, all that development. But yeah, I mean, every step sort of led to the next, but it was definitely a, I don't think if I had looked back 10 years ago, I would have ever thought that this is what I would be doing today, which makes it all the more fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's using your your you know your background in art and design, and applying it. You know, it's it's you know it brings in a fresh point of view. So uh, you know, I guess that makes total sense. And you know, there's an opportunity there which made you you know take the jump essentially. And you know, before we dive into the studio, yeah, I think it'd be really good as well to you know to talk about really what areas captivate you as an investor you know what is it that really intrigues you in this space you know because we all have passions we all have you know things that we that are or causes that we support or things that we want to see grow and you know investing is 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 one way of doing that it's a way of empowering it's a way of creating opportunity so yeah you know tell me more about that i love this question actually because because it's so true i think you've always told me and i think you and i've had a lot of conversations where you realize that sort of investors can sort of dictate a lot of the trends and a lot of the things, you know, that the things that get funded are the things that grow and that have opportunities. And so it's really cool to be really in that position to allow certain things to unfold, to happen, you know, to, to grow. And so I really love that. I love the idea that you get to find these incredible people and, you know, support not only ideas, but full projects and things that can make a difference. So, you know, the part that I love the most, I think is a couple folds. The first is that as an investor, your, your role is very people facing. You get to be exposed to so many incredible, incredible entrepreneurs that have, you know, amazing ideas and, and just incredible minds. And I think 
it's so interesting because you learn every single day in your role. You know, you're talking to so many different kinds of experts in their own fields, a neurologist, a like psychologist, you know, a scientist, and you bring all those things together and you see the passion that they have in building companies and it drives you every single day. I mean, I think their passion drives your passion and I think it's a, you know, it's a complementary cycle. And I, so that's one part of that I love. And the second is really, I mean, honestly, working with you and Shahan and the rest of the team, I feel like it's been such a big blessing to have that opportunity to be very value aligned with the people that you work with and with decisions that you make on a daily basis. I mean, I have an interest in oceanography. I can go explore that space if I want to. I have an interest in, you know, X, Y, Z. And together we get to really like push and understand where our values align, where they fit and really, you know, draw our thesis accordingly. And I think that's why impact came like hugely into what we did. You know, we'd always been exposed to that world growing up and, you know, we've grown up in a place that's also maybe unstable and has its own stories. And I think it's made you really look towards people and look towards bettering the world that we live in, whether it's environmental or social. And I know it might sound a little cliche, but it's true. Like you get to make an impact in the work that you do. You get to be value driven and you get to work with incredible people. I really can't complain. I mean, I love what I do. So no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think the one thing is, as you said, is that, you know, uh, working together, you know, our values are very much aligned. So you know, we're working towards the same thing. We're working with the same mindset. I think this is something really, uh, really special. You know, if, if you're in the right place, or if you have, you know, if, if we're if we're aligned, which you know we very much are, and you know, and the studio is obviously a byproduct of that, which is a way of getting more involved and helping you know the companies we invest in, helping them build, you know, and and steering them. So, uh, you know, tell us more about that. Actually, um, really interested to know more about the studio and about your dynamic with Sophie, who's who you know happens to be your co-founder in the studio. You know, I think everything that happened with the studio was both planned and haphazard in some way, which is such a... In art school, we used to say there are happy accidents. And I think this is one of those happy accidents that has really opened a whole new world for me. I had met Sophie. I think it's important to talk about this. So I had met Sophie initially through another investor. And I remember we connected over lunch and it just, the conversation just flowed and we became really good friends from there, you know, and she's an incredibly like driven, smart woman that has, you know, an incredible sense of self and very strong values that I think we're very aligned on. And I think that was the biggest connector between us. And I mean, Hirag, now you've been working with her too. So I'm sure you can see that. Like we just all have the same values. And I, and I can't stress how important that is when you're building something with someone, when you're looking for a co-founder, when you're looking for something. So that was one part, you know, meeting her and knowing that we had to do something together. I I was picking her brain a lot on the impact stuff because that was her expertise and bringing that back to the family office, to Tamar Capital. And at the same time, you know, we're not only value-based, value-driven investors, but we also found our first investors and we like to support our companies. You know, you and Shahan on the business models and, you know, expansion to Europe and the Middle East, things like that. And me, my expertise was design and supporting them on every aspect of design, whether it be the branding, the pitch, the story, the messaging, how they communicate that. And also bringing like later through an expertise that I built, the impact side. And it was sort of becoming at a point where it was just a lot and we I was getting pulled in a lot of different directions and there wasn't really a structure to the help that I was providing. So I needed to both 
be efficient with their time because entrepreneurs barely have time and both be efficient with the resources I was sharing. So really, Sofa and I, basically, she was at a pivotal point in her career too. And we just put our heads together. And with the support of you and Shahan and the rest of the team, we really like, I remember we just had a blank wall, a blank board. The studio was initially called Spark and it turned into all sorts of things, but it came into this amazing idea of a venture studio as a service that initially was just a venture builder was, you know, and we used design thinking approach that I knew that I was trained in to help us build it. We did a bunch of research, you know, we we went through all the steps that we teach on a regular basis. And we're like, there is something there where we get to combine design and impact. And that's never really been done before in that way. And we get to create this full-fledged program to help both our portfolio companies in a way that's really efficient and other companies beyond that. And it is just such a beautiful space to be in, such a like gift to have found that niche for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And what did you learn from that? What did you learn from you know everything you've done in the studio? You know, what are some of the takeaways that you want to share with our audience? Entrepreneurship is hard. It is very hard. <laughs> It's hard. It's a long journey. And it's, I think the most successful entrepreneurs are the one that are really listening to their audience. And I think that's been a big one. We've pivoted quite a bit in terms of like the ask and, you know, or the positioning in some way and the offering exactly. And I think that's been like the biggest lesson. And also, you know, you are very touched to the work that you do because you're doing it every day, all day, every day. And you care so much about it. But at the same time, you have to be willing to let some of it go because of what people tell you or how people respond to it. And I think it's about finding that perfect balance. That would be the biggest advice I have. It's like, I've learned so much and I would definitely share that with anyone. It's like, you're attached because you're building so much. But at the same time, it's like, be okay with letting go. Be okay with pivoting. Be okay with being responsive. Because at the end of the day, how are you going to achieve product market fit? How are you going to find that niche if you're stuck on the initial idea that you had? I mean, I mentioned it was Spark and it turned into 15 different things. And Hirag, honestly, you, your trajectory has also been a really interesting like, lesson and experience in my sense. And you know, seeing yeah. you telling me that you sh- I had to let it go yeah. um, has been really big. Yeah, adaptability is just part of it, right? It's, as you said, you get attached, but you should be attached to the purpose your purpose should always be your north star or you know what you're here to achieve but you shouldn't be afraid to pivot and adjust and you know that's the whole process right no one gets it right from the beginning you're bringing that you know that design that creative approach into into what you do so uh, i think you know that's a different perspective how does that come up in the day to day actually in your current role how do you see that approach or that mindset contribute to how you operate basically okay my response is going to be funny but i think once a designer always a designer <laughs> i don't think it comes out of you i think it's a way of thinking i think it's a way of being yeah definitely. you know like i mean mm-hmm. you see it you're an engineer it's like basically very similar you know you're a problem solver and you approach everything i think everything is a problem that has a solution but you have to workshop Absolutely. through that to get to the solution and i think like it's been really cool because I was really worried when I first joined the family office that I was going to have to let go of design and of that creative mindset. But I actually use it every single day. Like it does show up in my day to day because it's what I do. Whether I am like designing a graphic or like, you know, we put out, send out a proposal and I'm like, wait, 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 let's just make sure it looks good. You could take the aesthetic piece of design, but also it's the mindset. It's like, okay, 
Don't be afraid to be iterative. Don't be afraid to brainstorm. Don't be afraid to come up with ideas. Don't be afraid to have extremes and mainstreams and find those. I think it's just part of who I am and it's always going to be part of who I am. And we've used it a lot, not only in the teachings and the lessons and the, and you know, the, the classes and all these things and the workshops, but it's like, even when we work with anyone, like, or in the modalities which, which we teach, for example, you know, we'll have, uh, we have, for example, a storytelling workshop, that's a personal storytelling workshop, where you bring in a bit of art therapy. And that's the approach that we take. And just about not yeah. like being afraid to be creative, but it shows up every single day in my role. Honestly, it's, it's, it's great. Amazing. Actually, you mentioned art therapy, and I think this is a good place actually to to transition before we end, you know, our great discussion. But you know, I know you volunteer for, you know, you run art therapy sessions. Uh, it's something you're very passionate about. You know, but you just art in general. You know, it's it's using art to support to help people to pass a message to communicate. So you know, art therapy is one is something that I know that you're very passionate about. You also do things like painting murals and very visible spaces and things like that. But it would be great for you to chime in on those a little bit, you know, talk about those interests. You know, I, I could see that it's really part of, you know, who you are. And it's, it's something that you would want to be able to carry for a very, very long time or as long as you could. So you know, t- t- tell me more about those, actually. So I mentioned I went to an art school and I initially studied sculpture. And I was like, oh, I need to work in something eventually. So, you know, there was a small pivot there, but... The truth is, before all of that, I actually wanted to be an art therapist. I believe there was like a perfect synergy between art and psychology and and bringing therapy as a way of comfort. Because honestly, like I found that in myself. Like I I used it so frequently as, and I use it till today as a mode of release. You know, whenever I feel uh, really overwhelmed or I need some time with myself, I come back to pen and paper or to collaging or to building something. I, you know, I use my hands quite a bit and it's something I really wanted to share with others. And I stumbled on art therapy and in college, I got trained as a volunteer. So again, like I'm not a therapist, so I'm not trained to give advice, but I'm trained to run art sessions. And the whole idea is allowing yourself to take moments of pause in your day. You need those moments of pause. Your mind is going like 100 miles an hour all the time. And to be able to stop and just focus on something that you're doing that's really intentional just about that, it's a form of meditation. It's a form of release. And they tell you that when you are running an art session or when you're doing art, it's about not dwelling about the past, not worrying about the future, but focusing exactly on this moment. And I guess like enlightenment, maybe in some way or another, probably it's a bit of a big word. I don't know if I'd use that, but it's really about staying in the moment. So I volunteered for a while in, in college. I ran my own sessions and I worked with a lot of different groups, you know, from trauma survivors to kids to HIV victims and, you know, um, and it's something I had always wanted to take forward. In New York, I work, I also volunteered a bit. And then during COVID, an opportunity kind of opened itself up that sort of I never really planned for. But every Saturday for maybe 20 Saturdays in a row, I ran art therapy sessions for anyone and everyone that wanted to show up. And it was amazing. It was like these Zoom sessions. And I used to like have a curated question that everyone worked on. There was a playlist. And then everyone had time to reflect and then write and then share back. And it was amazing to be able to share that. And like I mentioned, you know, we've brought it through some of our workshops 
uh, through some of our strategies. Sometimes we do that internally with the team and it's been really special. And I would say like the same has just translated to my art and I got the opportunity to paint murals in the city. Um, and it's, I just, I mean, I'm very lucky that I, I have these two, you know, all these mediums and art has been a big space for me. Like I'm extremely active. I spend a lot of time in nature. I do a lot of sports from surfing to running or whatever, but art is a, is a, has always been a very safe place because it, it leads to those happy accidents. It leads to those unknowns and it's been amazing and a true gift to be able to share that with others. You know, as the last one to wrap this up, um, in this series, we talk about kindness a lot. Uh, so it's, it's a recurrent theme. It's it's part of the ethos. Um, it's, you know, it's always there. You know, tell, tell us more about this and, and maybe, you know, what does you know, kindness mean to you? Um, you know, maybe some examples. This idea was something that came through continuously between me and Sophie and even with you, Shahan, and every single person that's on our team. You know, it's, again, that value alignment and understanding that kindness takes you the long way. It really, really will guide you where you need to go. You don't need to do anything without kindness because, first of all, what goes around comes around, but it's not even about that. It's about the pure honesty and humility that comes with being kind. And it's honestly one of my favorite values, but there is something to be said that I think has to be very carefully understood, I think. Kindness doesn't mean you get walked all over. Kindness means that you you have your values, you stand your ground, you're polite, you treat people with respect as they treat you back with respect, but you always stand your ground and you stand up for what's right. And honestly, like I'll just say like an act of kindness is what I get every single day from the people around me. You know, from my team, from you, Shahan, from our parents, from friends, partners, like it's just, it's, um, I, I don't know if there's a direct example, but every single person that's accepted to do this podcast with us, you ask, you accepting to interview me, like those are all acts of kindness that just keep you so humble in realizing like the world that you've created for yourself and that if you put out kindness in the universe, it'll always come back around. Yeah, I mean, and you know that comes back to the shared values you mentioned earlier. So, um, you know, couldn't agree more. Um, well, you know, I think that wraps up our conversations. To our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode with Kareen. Um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. So, to learn more about the studio, visit the website with studio.io, and visit them on LinkedIn as the studio and uh, the studio.io everywhere pretty much on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and uh, yeah that's it stay tuned for the next episode of Under the Hood (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Hirag Um, I've really loved to see you in my shoes today it was really fun um, and also just a quick, just a nudge, first of all, like, I mean, you're just, you, you have been an amazing brother and I'm really grateful, um, to have had, you know, you as a, a constant support and just a little nudge to our listeners, stay tuned for our online classes coming up very, very soon. Super excited about this. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>